Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Mario. I'm Chris. Welcome back. We are here, not live and not in person, <laughs> talking about the subject that has hung over everyone for the last uh, year. Yes. Four been... years for some. Gripping the country, yes. We're here to get political Let's for the first get time. Political. <laughs> but not like in the lame sense we're like oh let's listen to find out what side of the line they're on and then turn it off we're just like i'm tired of it yeah man <laughs> like we put off this episode yeah we even recorded this episode even a week later than when we put it off to yep and like it's still not over i'm just still getting notifications daily about lawsuits and counting and etc it's Sunday, November 23rd, 2020, year of our Lord. And we still don't have a concession speech by Trump. We don't have a full-on acceptance speech from Biden, though he's pretty much acknowledged that he's going to be the next president. Right. States are trying to certify. Trump's trying to block him. Chaos. That's like what's going on now. But it's just something that's we've had to experience like for months. Like the yeah. build-up, the debates, the discussions, the, the, the everything. We're going to get into that. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsor of the episode, mm. Jacob Mead. Brought to you by kind words from Jacob Mead. Yeah, Jake hitting me up, hitting up the the group chat, phone calls, saying how much he loves the pod, encouraging us. Say we talked about it a little bit. He uh, he didn't mean it as an insult, and I didn't take it as an insult. But he called us uh, General Brand Two Bears One Cave. Ooh, I like it. And I'm like, dude, we're just like a couple of idiots on <laughs> on Zoom call. Like that's 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 exactly where I want to be, right there, <laughs> off brand two bears. <laughs> the discount version. So thank you, Jake, for that. Uh, highly appreciated. Uh, always love to hear it. Love to hear from you. One of the best friends I've ever had. And uh, we'll have him on a couple times. We tried to have him on for our fake first episode, but we'll we'll see if we pull <laughs> him in at some other point in the future. He'll make an appearance. But. Anything crazy happened to you the last uh, almost month? Um, nothing crazy, I don't think. Uh, Thanksgiving just happened. Been a weird holiday. Yeah, I've had three Thanksgivings cancel. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we had like one that we were going to. They said they weren't doing it, and then, like an invite that like we turned down and thought like, oh, maybe we could scoop that back up. A little mm-hmm. silver medal for that <laughs> hangout and. And be with them there, and that one got canceled. And then another one that was on the table that was like a maybe because it was happening later than everything else. Mm. That one also got canceled, and so so tough. We had macaroni and cheese. <laughs> the day before Thanksgiving, uh, we heard found out that one of my uh, in my sister in laws got may have been exposed, and so half not half of the family, a couple members of the family stayed home. And uh, some other people didn't want to come because there's a lot of people. And so it was definitely different and sad in some ways, but uh, lots to be thankful for anyway. Anything happened to you that's been crazy this past week? A lot. Or a month? A lot of stuff has happened to me recently. I'm waiting with bated breath to hear. This is what happened yesterday, and I felt like I needed to include it, but it isn't the oldest one. So we're probably working in reverse <laughs> order here. Okay. I got off work on Friday. Thursday I had off because Thanksgiving. Friday I went to work because you don't get paid for Thursday if you don't work Friday. Yikes. And so it was boring the whole shift. I come home. I'm ready to be home. I like have to like lap up around the block because the way in which I normally park was blocked. And I don't know about you, but I try to get as close to the curb as possible. Oh, yeah. And occasionally you'll end up on the curb slightly, right? Uh, uh, sure. And when I went up slightly onto the curb in this part of the street that i'm not normally parked at apparently there's a piece of rebarb sticking out of the dirt oh no and it ripped right into my tire the whole car lowered you, you saw dirt shoot up into the air like out of the passenger side window and i just as looked at it, i just went great <laughs> just like full acceptance like i know exactly what happened and this is just par for the course of how 2020 is going yeah, I didn't hear the story, but I did see the picture. And I actually took a screenshot of uh, the responses in the group chat to the picture because the support from your friends is just overwhelming. <laughs> just <laughs> Everyone cracked jokes. Everyone. There's five jokes. <laughs> in a row. Just... <laughs> it was awesome. A bunch of jerks. <laughs> oh, man. My friends are the worst. I love each and every one of them. But that's the recent crazy thing that happened, but... 
Here's here's the one I was telling you about. I, I gave you a little tease, but I didn't tell you what it was. But I was explaining. I wasn't sure if I wanted to share it on the podcast because it's crazy and different, but also sad and just all around hard to grasp the feelings I have about the situation that happened. Uh-huh. So you know that my grandfather's sick, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just got off a of hospice, but he's still like mm. bedridden a lot of the time. He struggles to move around. And he still has to go to the bathroom in a diaper for mm. an adult. Yeah. And uh, if any of my family's listening to this podcast and they get upset that I'm sharing this, uh, I did more than any of you did for the most part with the exception of my <laughs> Uncle Jay. So I'm allowed to process things that happened to me in my <laughs> life story. I got to be part of the changing process. Yeah. And I didn't just observe. Yeah. I got in there. Active participant. I, I, I wiped. I cleaned it out. I, uh, I helped move him around so we can get the diaper on and off him. And it's like, it's different. It's weird. Yeah. It felt bad because you could see like the bed sores where I'm laying in mm. bed so much. And he's got diaper rash, but he's an old man. And you only think of diaper rash on babies and got a clear view of his butthole and balls. And you want to laugh and you want right. to cry. Right. And man. It's a crazy experience that I feel like a lot of people are going to experience in their lives. And I got like a glimpse like 30 years in the future when my dad is old and needs help. Sure. And uh, yeah, that's the that's the craziest thing to happen. Yeah. Now, did he respond? Like, I don't know how you respond in that situation, but was he like, no, I don't want my grandson doing this or... Not at all. No, he was game? He's been he's been getting changed and... and uh, wiped for like almost eight months now because yeah. of the degree of his illness and for lack of a better word physical weakness sure like he like he used to be this intimidating mountain of a man and now you know all these years later and it doesn't help that i was in jersey for 10 years and when i come back home seeing him you're thinking of your grandfather 10 years ago yep. and he's not that at all and yeah. he's kind of accepted his lot in life and sure. i don't think he minded or cared that i was a part of the process but it also kind of felt good because the more i learn how to do it which i've barely learned how to do it yeah but the more i do learn how to do it the more my uncle jay will be comfortable with me doing it and if i can just take a few yeah diapers a week off his plate yep. i mean he's he's not at work he lives in texas but he moved up to live with my grandfather this whole time wow. like he has a wife he has kids down in texas that he's not seeing eight months at a time his son jace came up with him but just being able to help, but at the same time, like to be able to help in the areas they need help is like crazy beyond comfort zone. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Man, that's so tough. That's the kind of content you will not get on Two Bears One Cave. Not at all. <laughs> I have been thinking about that. Like, how, like where do we fit in, and like how do we compare our podcast to others? And I just think that that's where we differ. We make it different because we're gonna like do some fun stuff today, but also like I want to be real and you know process serious things too so thank you for bringing that hey no no problem at all um so those are the craziest things that happen to us and when crazy things happen occasionally we need to relax and find entertainment or feed ourselves in other ways to forget about the deep dark buttholes of our grandfathers Hmm. so do you got any uh recommendations for us this week Great transition, by the way. <laughs> I do have one. I'm going to try. I think I mentioned this on the last episode. I, I like the idea of my recommendations being on theme. So I'm going to recommend a Netflix show that has been recently canceled. And I don't know why. Um, but it is called The Patriot Act. And it is a... Uh, we're talking about like voting today. So it's a, a show that is... It has a Adam Ruins Everything feel, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that. Have you seen The Patriot Act? I've seen Adam Ruins Everything. Okay. Um, it's I'm trying to look up the guy's name because I don't want to be wrong. Okay. Oh, uh, Patriot Act with Hassan, Min- yeah, Hassan. Minhaj. Because I thought Minaj Hassan was Hassan Nicki like, Minaj. Right, right. I was like, <laughs> that can't be right. But it looks like it might be right. So anyway, it's like a, it has that vibe of like um, we're bringing a, a, a topic, except it's a topic that's political, obviously. So mm-hmm. he does things like um, school loans, big pharma. Um, he talks a lot about the Middle East and the politics of the Middle East and how it's impacted by the United States. And um, I'm not going to say that he is nonpartisan, um, but there were moments where I was like, I'm not so sure that you have picked a side as far as when you break the political realm into two parties, you know, um, 
it seems like he has equal criticism for everybody that is involved in politics. So I like that a lot. But uh, like I said, it was canceled. But there are six seasons, I want to say. There are there's some content for you to watch. Um, and I learned a lot. I can't say everything's factual because he did the fact checking and I didn't. But uh, it seems like reliable information. And it was quite interesting at the very least. Yeah, I've seen his stand-up special on Netflix. I think it's Homecoming King, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Oh, I noticed that's my new catchphrase. Like you, know, like you ever see those those uh, threads on Facebook where like ask your husband without yeah, prompting yeah. him ahead of time. So <laughs> what's something I always say? And I see so many of those that I like. What do I say all the time? And re-listening to po- podcast, um, apparently is my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, because I never want to like give us a straight answer apparently like i'll be like here's what <laughs> yeah, i yeah. think just in if case. i'm not mistaken you know because if i'm wrong it's not my fault i was yeah. just mistaken i told you i might be mistaken <laughs> <laughs> well I, I work a lot of the ums out just so you know oh perfect not on <laughs> not on uh the pa power driver that is though. true that's true that has so many ums <laughs> The, the more ums i say on the pa power driver the more likely i didn't watch what i was talking about oh yes <laughs> relatable <laughs> But no, he has a stand-up special. It's one of those ones that's borderline TED Talky. Like he's going for laughs oh, cool. and claps. Yeah. Opposite of cool from my point of view. I like it when it's a straight laughs. Sure. But out of one of those, for lack of better terminology, woke stand-ups. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. I watched it twice, if not three times, and I'll probably will watch it again. I'm not sure I've seen it. I'm gonna have to add it to my it's list. It's good. It's good, man. Uh, but I too stuck thematically I love it and i picked the option that a lot of americans are feeling uh getting out of here and going to canada because <laughs> i picked the show letter kenny okay on uh hulu is where it currently resides a new season's coming up soon i'm in the third season uh-huh. and uh it is such a wholesome show it's rated tvma but it's like the most wholesome show i've seen as an adult cool it's like Episode two, season one, is the super soft birthday party. Okay. And uh, it's essentially one of their, like, one of the main characters of the group. He always had birthday parties that were, like, super soft, like, roller skating rink, pinata, a pony. And he's a guy, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's now in his, like, mid-20s, late-20s, and his friends still throw him super soft birthday parties with the works. (laughs) And uh, the subplot of that episode... Is that Wayne is trying to like reestablish himself as the toughest guy in the town of Letterkenny. Okay. And the end of the episode is uh, his sister and Derry like standing off to the side looking at Wayne with a with a little like birthday hat, like the they look like cones. What do they call it? Just birthday hats? I think Everyone so. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is there another birthday hat that exists? That is the birthday hat. There's a, maybe there's a trucker hat that says birthday. <laughs> But no, so he has birthday hat on. He's got a cupcake icing like on his face. Yeah. And they're like, man, that's the toughest guy in Letterkenny. And <laughs> Emily's like, that is just so great because he's the toughest guy in Letterkenny, but he's also not afraid to have extra icing on his cupcake and yeah, yeah. hit a pinata with a stick. And it just, that's just one example of them breaking traditional uh, forms of masculinity, but still making you think like, you watch the show. You'll get where I'm coming from. Yeah. It's progressive, yet comfortable. It hits a lot of major themes. And you still they, there's still people you'd want to hang out with, grab a beer with at Modine's, and chase an ostrich with. Oh. If uh, anyone's watched the show, they'll get the reference. That's what I recommend. Uh, I feel like I had another thing to recommend, but take, take your, take your uh, life by the wheel. You know, pick your own stuff. <laughs> listener yeah 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 <laughs> you already gave a recommendation you didn't have to come at the idea of recommendations no, really my attack on them was attack on myself for forgetting my second <laughs> one but uh i probably should have written Lashing it down out. but we have our topic of the day yes our election hangover our <sighs> struggle in the year 2020 in understanding this power struggle of the elites <laughs> and our peasant view of it. Just wondering what the heck's going on. I, for one, am fatigued. I wish that I didn't have to work so I could just sleep all day and just like wait for it to be over. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, oh, or have we have a, a clear president yet? 
no, not yet. And I was like, all right. And I just like close my eyes. <laughs> just go right back down. Yep. You know what would be fun, though? What? If we could escape this hellscape of reality and pick our own leaders. Pick our own leaders? What kind of what kind of insane, bizarro world country are you talking about? Hey, don't blame me. It's your idea from a podcast we ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> We've adapted. So the premise is that we are going to look at the presidency, the vice presidency, and the members of their cabinet, and we're going to pick other people for it. Mm. Real people, fictional people, made-up people, I don't know. Yeah, fanfic. We're just going to fan fanfic, fanpick. Love it. There it is. <laughs> All right, so how are we going to do this? Well, I don't know, because I've been trying to text you about it, and you know I work better on phone calls. It's true. So like, <laughs> occasionally you'll send me a message, and I was like, what? <laughs> And it should be super clear to understand. And I know. I'm looking at it, and I feel like I should understand what you've written to me. Well, I, what I was I was just giving you some suggestions. So if you're ready to, you know, fold to this suggestion, uh-huh. then we can we can move on. Are you ready to do that? Yeah. So what I would suggest is that we you have listed here in our shared document the the positions in the cabinet. Uh-huh. So I'm suggesting that we draft pick back and forth, take turns picking the the positions, and then we take a break. And during that break, they'll hear a little music. It'll be no time for them, but we will make our selections and then come back and share them. What do you think? All right, perfect, perfect. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What does Secretary of Energy do? I don't know. (laughs) Secretary of Energy. This is going to be part of our break, looking up what they do. (laughs) Don't look it up, just pick it. All right. (laughs) Let's pretend we know what it is. Okay. What is wrong with you? What are you talking about? These are the best ones. Here's a question. If we did an episode on unsolved mysteries, do you think you could... If I if I asked you your top three unsolved mysteries, do you know what they were? I only know like a couple unsolved mysteries. Okay. Like That's what I was asking. Wait, wait. D- d- depends. Like, is Bigfoot considered an unsolved mystery? No. The Patterson-Gimlin film? That would be considered an unsolved mystery. I have no idea what that is. It's like the classic Bigfoot walking away with the swinging arms video. Yes. I would say that is an unsolved mystery. Have you heard the theory that Bigfoot is blurry? No. <laughs> so he's blurry in all the pictures. It's because in real life, he just he's, lives. In real life, he, he looks blurry. Like those are high definition pictures people are taking of him, but he just <laughs> appears blurry. <laughs> So dumb. We're gonna pick it anyways. The perfect attitude. <laughs> All right, we're already recording. We're already back. Are we back? Sure. All right, we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, we didn't say we'll be right back at any point. Yeah, we should put it in right here. We'll be right well, back. Well, no, see. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. We have it. We have the picks of the people, the people being us two. We did forget to uh, to select the Secretary of Agriculture, but Mario took that one. Oh, so. I, I, fi- I fixed that one real good. We fixed her up. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we also, I think, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we were both going to pick a president and vice president, but uh, we changed our minds. And Mario has selected a president, and I have selected a vice president. Yeah. So that's what we will do. Are we ready to reveal the leaders of the free world? I think we will have fixed the world. For a fact, because... For the country. I hope you're ready for your president and ready for this smooth transition of power to another powerful man, uh-huh. Tommy Oliver of the Power Rangers. Okay. The leader of the Power Rangers, the Green Ranger, the White Ranger. Wow. The Red Ranger and another Red Ranger followed by the Black Ranger. He's been a leader of multiple teams. He's a great influencer for the for the defenders of the world uh-huh. and space sometimes. Okay. He started off with a with a dark past and he's learned to better himself. He's aware of the fears that have been instilled in people by the vision of Lord Draken, if you know who that is. No. Tommy Oliver, main universe, is the leader that people can get behind. Respect. Uh, this is, I'm a little disappointed because now I'm not going to know the dynamic of our cabinet with this president because I'm not familiar with the universe. But I trust that our listeners are. But to work under Tommy Oliver, is that his name? Yeah. Do you really not know anything about Power Rangers? I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers as a child. It's too violent. Oh, man. Well, hey, that'll be one of his first executive orders that everyone <laughs> has to watch. There's at least seasons one through four. Any parent that deems it too violent will go straight to jail. Straight to jail. 
Do not pass go. Okay. The uh, the vice president. Now, what I wanted was a unifying figure. Mm-hmm. And I found a unifying figure in an unlikely place. Yeah? And this is a person that I think can handle the responsibility of the vice presidency. I think that um, he is a patriot, a supporter of the military, a supporter of USA. USA. And his name is John Cena. That is my pick for vice president. They're, they actually, I think, would work together so well. Great. John Cena and Tommy Oliver. Oh, man. I think he's got the leadership that he needs. He's got the hustle, loyalty, respect that he needs. And here's the thing. I, I, I had him as my president for a second, and I was like, I don't really want him to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him <laughs> to unite the country with his patriotism. And I think that he is perfect for the vice president role. I love that you picked John Cena because it's a great segue into my thought in which if I was thinking this the other day. I was like, if I actually did have to restructure our whole government, which I should never have that power to do, <laughs> I would make each and every one of these seats have like a championship belt that they need to wear. <laughs> like the Secretary of Defense walks around with a big gold belt that says Secretary of Defense right on it. I love it. I feel like Vice President John <laughs> Cena would fully be on board with that. Yeah, I think he would agree. That brings us to my pick for the... Mm-hmm. Attorney General, and that is none other than Fletcher Reed. Strike two. The main character portrayed by Jim Carrey in the hit film Liar Liar. Okay. He's already a lawyer, which which helps because the Attorney General is like America's lawyer, kind of, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he learned a valuable lesson about the truth. Mm. When his son made a wish that his father couldn't lie for a day, just one day. Mm-hmm. And he had to he had to reevaluate what he believed in. He had to he had to change how he was living his life. He was a scumbag lawyer, who yeah. I bet this is this is like this is him being attorney general is like liar liar two. It's like the sequel where we can oh. finally see that fallout of yeah. how Fletcher Reed has turned a new leaf and now in the highest position as a lawyer in the United States. I want to see that movie and I want to see that existence. He's my pick. The, the Secretary of State is where we're headed next. So we have Jim Carrey representing uh, the, the law and order of the, of the land. And we have Secretary of State. I wanted to choose for someone. Okay, here's the deal. I wanted to choose. I want to trick the world <laughs> by presenting an American that is ideal, but not necessarily representative of America. Are you with me? Sure. I think when I tell you my pick, it will make sense. I picked Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers. Because I think if we represent our country to the rest of the world, if they think that we are like Fred Rogers, I think we'll be in a good place. Strong, honest, a man of integrity. And I think that is what people want. The, the, the rest of the world should see our land. I accept that. I accept that. Okay. That's, that's nice. Yeah. And Pittsburgh natives. Let's go. Hey. Lake Trobe, my uh, orthodontist, was in his hometown. (laughs) Fun fact. Well, a fact. So I have our pick for the Secretary of the Interior. and Any idea what that person does? They fix up the insides. The interior. (laughs) The interior, got it. That's why I picked the crew of the Queer Eye guys on Netflix. (laughs) The entirety of them will have the seat of the Secretary of the Interior. That is really, really good. And while they're, like, making America look great again, you know, we could have Karamu come in and, like, help the other members of the cabinet, like, work through the trauma in their life. I think it'd work really good with Fletcher, you know? Yeah. And and I think it'd be great. Think about it. Think about it. Not only is America going to look great, but all these people we're picking, like, you think... You think they're going to, uh, oh, frick. Oh, what's his name? Oh, no. Have you watched the show? Yeah. The one with the long hair? The one that cuts everyone's hair? Well, anyways, you think any, he's going to let anyone on this cabinet walk around looking like scruffy losers? No. No. We're going to have the best looking cabinet that ever existed. They don't want no scrub. Exactly. So that, that's my pick for the Secretary of the Interior. Great pick. Really good pick. Uh, my next pick is going to be maybe a little worse. Secretary <laughs> of the Tre- <laughs> Secretary of the Treasury. It's a bit of a stretch, um, but also just makes sense. Maybe you can just tell me if it makes sense. I chosen for Secretary of the Treasury, Danny DeVito. Does that track with you at all? <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time explaining it, but it just really Tr- makes try sense. Try your best. Well, you know, um, Zacchaeus in the Bible, uh-huh. you know, I, he was a tax collector. 
I picture Danny DeVito <laughs> as Zacchaeus because he was a wee little man, right? A wee little man was he. So I picture Danny DeVito. Also, his role in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, where he's got a lot of money. Uh, he's the trash man. man- <laughs> manages to use it very irresponsibly, but he still always has more. So apparently he's also making right decisions. So I want oh him in charge gosh. of our treasury. I have no idea what the Secretary of Commerce does, just just for a future reference, because I assume that the Treasury and Commerce guy is, does the same thing. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, I'll look it up as we go. But I'm not quite there yet, because I have our sleeper pick, the unpicked seat yes. of the Secretary of Agriculture. Uh-huh. And I decided to go with Wayne from Letterkenny. Oh. He's already the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Now he gets to be the toughest guy on the cabinet, and I think... Because Wayne lives on a farm. He has his own fruit stand. Who knows about growing things more than a guy who has a fruit stand? True. So I pick Wayne from Letterkenny. Secretary of the Defense, I have chosen Albus Dumbledore as Secretary of Defense. Wow. Now, he was not always able to defend Hogwarts very well. Yeah. However, I really felt like he had things under control. So that's... (laughs) Why I have chosen Dumbledore as my Secretary of Defense for our nation. If he can work that well in the magic world, think about how well he'll do in the muggle world. So true. They don't stand a chance. I almost chose Snape um, because I do feel like he has more of the skills necessary, but Dumbledore just makes me feel safer, so I went with him. All right. I'm going to look up Secretary of Commerce for a second just to see how bad my pick is. Yeah, yeah. That's great. (laughs) Don't repick it. (laughs) Just so that we can know together. Yeah, yeah. This guy's already got the seat. My guess is, um, you know, they are working with taxes and how um products are moved that's all i got maybe the fda <laughs> well allegedly it's uh the commerce secretary is responsible for representing u.s businesses within the president's cabinet interacting with communities businesses universities and american workers and promoting economic growth job creation and balance economic development oh. not quite what i thought it was but i still think he would do a fantastic job my okay. pick for the Secretary of Commerce is none other than Tyrion Lannister. Okay. Yeah. So he's already the master of coin at one point under his father's uh, run of the kingdom. I think yeah. his experience in the world and in faraway lands, he's he's had to work with different groups, mm-hmm. companies, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think he'd be a great a great uh, pick there. Great great worker there. I think you're right. If I'd have thought of it, he may have had the treasury. Which comes to mind, uh, I hopefully we don't have any of the same. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. But. So good so far. Yeah. Um, have we put a woman on this cabinet yet? Are you keeping track? No. Okay. No, I'm not keeping track. And no, I don't think there's a woman. <laughs> it's time. It's, it's past time. We're breaking that glass ceiling. <laughs> That's right. The Secretary of Health and Human Services. Again, maybe I should look up what this one does. Um, <laughs> is this what Ben Carson does now? Or is he urban development? I think he's urban development. Did we pick that? What happened to that seat? <laughs> I had that. That was like my. That was my. Oh, first oh, you're pick, right. I think you're right. You're right. <laughs> Anywho, um, Secretary of Health and Human Services. I'm picking Cherie from the Black Panther because I assume that this is where um, health practices are are litigated. I think one of the the biggest roles she's had in the in the film series so far was performing a surgery, right? Yeah. So I mean, why not? And she's smart. That's right. The mission of the US Department of Health and Human Services is to enhance the health and well-being of all Americans by providing for effective health and human services and by fostering sound, sustained advances in the sciences underlying medicine, public health and social services. And hey, here's this for a metaphor. Her first patient we saw was her fixing vision. Wow. Creating a new vision 2020 for vision. The health of human services. All right. Now that I've confirmed that is definitely what that department does, I'm very pleased with my pick. <laughs> well, I'm hopping on to my pick of uh, the Secretary of Labor. And Secretary of Labor, they kind of enforce labor laws. And what better enforcers to come to businesses and make sure they're paying their employees right <laughs> than the sons of anarchy? Oh, my. All of them? <laughs> yeah. Because if you aren't paying your, your employees, we'll send yeah. the sons of anarchy on their motorcycles across the country to rough up you and your business, like break windows, like yeah. shove your head into a wall, yeah. say, oh, you got kids working here? What's wrong with you? And like stab them a couple times. <laughs> I like it. That's, that's the secretary's, secretaries of labor right there. I didn't pick any groups, and I'm disappointed that I didn't pick any groups. I took a little bit of liberties. I feel like I shouldn't have, but, you know, going for it. I absolutely respect the liberties that you have taken. 
So now I'm going to do the Department of Energy. Um, and as I scroll, looking to make sure that <laughs> this person does what I think they do, I guess, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. So I, I wanted someone who's going to take care of the land. You know, it's time for us to figure some new energy sources out uh-huh. while taking care of the industries of the old energy, being mindful of the world. So I picked Captain Planet. This is our second old cartoon reference. We've got Power Rangers and Captain Planet. Wow. And, and I Power Rangers in a cartoon, but I'll allow it. <laughs> no, that's true. That's, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's how unfamiliar I am. So, Captain Planet is our Secretary of Energy. That makes so much sense. I think so. I think he'll take good care of us. It's perfect. It's kind of a group, too, because you need all those teenagers on board to use their rings to get them to the meetings on time. Except that stupid kid with the power of heart. We didn't oh, like man. Him. I've watched so many, like, conflict cartoons, and then I've also seen those, like, those feel-good cartoons like that. Yeah. And I think, like, why didn't someone just beat up all those kids and take all of those rings? That's a good point. That's what I would have done. All of the villains were just monsters that could yeah. have destroyed those kids. Freaking cut off their hands and then pull the, the ring off of their dead hands. Be like, oh, here's your hand back. Like, hit the love kid in the face with his own arm. Wow. That was really dark. <laughs> okay. What's next? <laughs> Just think about all that power they're giving to teenagers. <laughs> that's, and that's the whole premise of the Power Rangers, too. Freaking take their morphers off and fall in the wrong hands. Wow. All right. Anyways, luckily Tommy Oliver's old by the time. Tommy Oliver's post-Black Ranger by the time he's president, okay. which means that he's like relatively old. He's not old man Tommy yet, because that's a comic that takes place in his future. We're not quite oh, cool. that far yet. But uh, that brings us to... The Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Okay. And I picked Steve hmm? from Minecraft. Oh, so good. <laughs> I hope that he, he takes Bob the Builder on as an advisor occasionally, but I feel like Steve has exactly what it takes to yeah. not only build you know a house, but whole cities, yeah. whole uh, skylinescapes of all these liberties and, and buildings that shouldn't exist, but they still hold up just right because he knows how to make them. I think Steve and his uh, friend, girlfriend, partner, ally, enemy, Alex, <laughs> question mark, yeah. you know, maybe get the whole band together. Sure. And that's uh, that's the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Was that the one that you picked like first? Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That was a great pick. This next pick, Secretary of Education, when I said I kind of wanted Secretary of Education and then made it my first pick, you texted me. <laughs> Are you going to make Mrs. Frizzle your secretary of education? And I said, uh, first of all, yes. <laughs> I think Mrs. Frizzle will be a great secretary of education. Uh, it's so so predictable. I was it like, is predictable. He said, oh, I want this. I was like, you're picking Mrs. Frizzle. It's a great pick. I would have picked her probably too. Um, Bill Nye would have been a good one. Mr. Feeney was also on oh, the list. Oh, Mr. Feeney. He's on the list. <laughs> yes. But Miss Frizzle comes home with the win another woman on our cabinet wow wow well then that should take us to the secretary of transportation yes elon musk smart kind of an actual pick yeah yeah yeah. though i don't know if he's really qualified for it but i mean with the boring company the tunnel driving thing he's been working on his electric cars yes why not he deserves it he's earned it why not he's a man of ideas all right my final pick you got one after this but we have secretary of homeland security and for that position, I have selected Hank the Cow Dog. And now that I'm saying that out loud, Hank from uh, Breaking Bad would also be a good pick. But two on the nose. Hank the Cow Dog. Are you familiar with Hank the Cow Dog's books? I'm not familiar with Hank the Cow Dog. Darn it. Well, I'm sure that our listeners know all about Hank the Cow Dog. He was a book series. Um, he was a detective dog. So probably the first non-human on our list, I think. But he's a dog slash detective, and he's taking care of business on the farm, solving <laughs> mysteries, doling out justice. So he will take care of our homeland security, internal security, taken care of by Hank the Cow Dog. I love it. I love it. And I think another unifying pick is the, is my last pick and the last pick of the evening for the Secretary of Veteran Affairs. When we think about the, the men and women who put their lives on the line, we want to make sure they're taken care of. Yes. And what person is better to lean in, give advice, and give guidance and direction than old man Steve Rogers himself, Ooh. Captain America, in his retired old age. He's not, he's not running around the country and the world anymore. He's an advisor. He's, he's old. He's frail. He's probably not frail. He'd probably still go a few yeah. rounds. If Mike Tyson can still fight 
yesterday. Yep. I think old man Steve Rogers is still putting a few rounds, but he's beyond he's beyond that because he wants to make a better place in this world for the veterans of America. Really, really solid pick. You know, if this was the actual cabinet and president and vice president, there there would never be election hangover. It'd be the most exciting time to be involved in politics. But Alas. Into the fictional America <laughs> it's solved. But in reality, oh boy, is it not solved at all. Yeah. Takes us to the, the meat of our conversation tonight about how tired we are of this world that has developed because of politics and our friends and our family and strangers and groups of strangers just going buck wild. Yeah, speaking of like friends and family, have you had uh, much conflict in that area in the political world like it's a really tragic thing for a relationship to end due to politics but have you experienced much of that we talked about this last time you were over here yeah a little bit we had a, a mutual friend of ours that we were both uh close with who the argument started about politics someone tried to turn it into something else i made a joke and uh they essentially were like you're always trying to talk about politics you're always trying to talk about this but you don't even you don't even ask about my kids. And I was like, okay. In my head, I'm thinking like that sounds like a great conversation over the phone. And, you know, you, you made a political post, and I'm going to comment about the thing you posted. I'm not going to see like like hey, do gays deserve rights? Hey, how's your kids doing? Like that's not the place yeah. to have that thing. But <laughs> they found a they found a reason. They found their way out. I got unfriended. Turns out, if you're unfriend someone, they can still see and comment on your post. And so apparently me commenting after being unfriended uh, was the final straw to get uh, blocked as well. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. So tragic. That was like the worst one. I've had a yeah. couple other people unfriend me and I don't care. Sure. Like uh, there's this kid that we used to, uh, I don't know if you were on the improv team when he was on it, but he was not happy that I was holding him to what he was saying he felt like he was getting because I was actually challenging what he was saying. He thought I was being unfair to him for not challenging other worldviews, but he was the one presenting. Sure, you know. Sure. So like I'm not gonna be like, hey, not only are you wrong, but this other thing we're not talking about is also wrong. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so he got upset, and I called him. I tried to call him. He ignored my calls. Isn't that great when when someone you have a phone number of blocks you? Then you can like you can you still have a way to like <laughs> like hey there's repercussions like we're not yeah. I'm not just like zeros and ones like I'm an actual person yeah that's funny because not everyone's like you not everyone would call a friend that unfriended them <laughs> oh man I called both of them I believe you and that's what's just so tragic about it is like uh, like we have these ideological differences and then somehow it it translates to we can't be friends anymore you know I mean I guess in in both of those situations like it was not the actual politics that caused the the rift in the friendship right it's like these other things that have that crept into it um personal things and and rhetorical you know strategies yeah that they had a problem with so it wasn't the politics themselves but you know yeah. that happens too like the first one they like made it about something completely not about what we were talking about and then the second friend it was like it was like oh you're hard on you hard on my group. What about the other group block? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it was fair that I was criticizing his thoughts on it or his stances, but only if I'm also critical of other people. Like I, like I can't talk about the subject at hand. I just have to make sure no one's fifis are getting hurt, (laughs) which apparently is not the right thing to say to people. (laughs) I don't want to hurt your fifis. (laughs) Yeah. I refuse to have any of those conversations online. Yeah. Well, not, not online, but in a public online. Um, I'll do some DM stuff, but I, I just, every time I've ever tried to, it's like, we, we are going to, we're going to bounce around on a bunch of different topics. Other people are going to weigh in. People are going to passive aggressively like some of the comments. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, it's just not the way to do that. In my opinion, you and, uh, like didn't step into politics, but you stepped in it when you made your, uh, black lives matter post on Facebook. Sure. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you just said listen yeah hear hear other people out and some people weren't having it yeah the grouping is really upsetting to me like because i say this thing you have now put me in a box yeah with you know the half of the country you disagree with which is where like you know two-party politics is in my opinion just so destructive yeah um but like when i you know have a post that says hey maybe we should listen to people's 
experiences and learn something from someone who experienced something different than you, um, suddenly I'm a I'm grouped with half of the country that you disagree with. (laughs) I won't use the offensive terms, but uh, yeah, I'm just I've become this thing in your mind just because of this one thought that should be universal. And I hate the idea that we have to beyond that. I hate there's there's this you need to hold the line. Like if you're voting blue or you're voting red, you need to believe everything on that side. Exactly. Like in the in the months leading up to this election, I've been relatively vocal of criticisms of Trump and if things go as it seems it's going to go and Biden's going to be president here in the next uh, week or two, a lot of people are going to be upset and confused when I start criticizing Biden heavily yeah. as well. Right. Because there's problems with there's problems with both sides and there's good things with both sides. Absolutely. But I'm not going to sit here and turn a blind eye to bad things because they happen to do good things I like. Yes. I, I think there's this like style of processing. And, and I, I don't know why you and I are so similar in that way. I don't know if it's just we understand each other really well or, or we're just wired similarly in some way. It's our high IQs, I think. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> But but we process things in the same way. Like if I were to say I have a problem with this stance from this person, it doesn't mean I disagree with everything that person says. And you know, to me that's obvious, but to other people it doesn't seem like that. They just don't think the same way. And it's been really frustrating in this political season. It kind of goes back to our our time in the apartment at college. Yeah. Where I would argue with people in our apartment like uh discuss different topics and I would pick the side of something I didn't believe in just so that I can try to understand that argument better and to see if the people I'm arguing with actually like understand why you believe the way you believe. Like I would be arguing with someone, I probably argue with everyone in the apartment, but I'm arguing with someone (laughs) and I'm like, they're getting so heated because I have something to say to everything they're saying. And at one point they throw their hands up and be like, you don't even believe what you're saying. Like, I can't have this argument with you because you're arguing something you don't even believe in. And I was like, yeah, but you believe in what you're arguing and you're not doing it very well. And if the other side is that like, is that much of a problem, then maybe you should rethink what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But except that time I was like taking like Satan's position. Sure, sure. <laughs> Occasionally. So don't, don't, don't fold there, but be better because okay, those arguments but, exist. Yeah, rethink as in either change your position or find out why you believe what you believe. Yeah. Like do more work in, in reconstruct or uh, uh, reinforcing your understanding of a topic. Yeah. And like master enough that you can communicate it clearly. Yeah. You know, have, have an answer. What has been your experience with or your, your interpretation of fe- the role fear pl- plays in all of this? I think that fear plays a huge uh, part of this right now because fear motivates. Fear yeah. activates. Fear is what – it shouldn't be the thing that, that guides people to action, but more often than not, it feels like it is. Yeah. So, like, when you're talking about these laws, these people, these actions, they go to the lowest common denominator, and occasionally that's fear. It's yeah. like, hey, if we don't, like, I don't want to dive super deep into these things because I don't want to turn people off this conversation, but sure, let's take Roe v. Wade. Oh, yeah, something that not com- controversial at all. Perfect. Well, you know what's more controversial? <laughs> Black Lives Matter can be a lot. That, that's the thing. That's that's another thing I want to talk about this podcast, the politicalization of these things. Like yeah. you should be able to look at Roe v. Wade and Black Lives Matter without having to have fear that everyone on both sides are going to hate you and burn down your house, yeah. you yeah. know? And so like, I think that there should be police reform. I think that police officers should be trained better. And yeah. when bad shoots happen, we don't try to protect the police. We try to get to the bottom of whether or not it's a bad shoot, a good shoot, and act accordingly, right? And no one in the world would disagree with that sentence. Exactly. And maybe some that take a radical position of, you know, we shouldn't have police at all would disagree. But generally, that is a statement that everyone can agree with. And they should believe, they should agree with it. But it's where the fear the fear comes to. Then you got the one side that says, like, cops are coming for all black people. And yeah. that's, that's, like, that's such, like, this big fear because I'm not black and I'm afraid of that. Like, I wouldn't want every sure. black person... I know or don't know to to now have to live in a state of fear, yeah. you know. And then you flip the other way. It's like, oh, all your police friends, all your family members who are officers, or 
Or, you know, the the guy who, like, pulled you over when you were clearly in the wrong but didn't write you a ticket because he's being a nice guy that day, they're all going to be fired and in the unemployment line. And they have no other skills backed up because they have been cops for 10 years. And it's like, that's not the conversation. Yeah. That's not the conversation at all. Well, like you said, fear motivates. And so when, when each side is leveraging fear to motivate you to join their side, to subscribe to their news source to fund their campaigns mm-hmm. to it, it's fear sells as well you know yeah um, and that's i think that's where we get these like two sides that are polar opposites it's frustrating it's frustrating it's frustrating it's overplayed it treats us all like we're idiots especially like have you gotten the nonsensical arguments we all right we won't get into roe v wade we'll stick with black lives matter since i'm already down right. that that route the people who act like well, all lives matter, or or it's like oh you're saying only Black Lives Matter. It's like we didn't say either of those things. Like yeah, like no one's saying that you know for Black Lives to matter, every other life has to matter less. And I'm not saying that like hey, when a black person gets into a line, escort them to the front of the line because they should be the the top of the mountain. Like no, it's about equality. It's about like how how like five years ago I'd get in arguments with feminists about feminism because there's the subgroups that try to take things like in a weird direction and it's almost yeah. like a red herring cuz like sure. look at these crazies and it distracts from equality. Right. It it attracts from equality and when it comes to police, competence. We want competent yeah. cops and we want equality on race and gender and that's something I think everyone is on board with for the most right. part. Yeah. Like when you get like when you have a rational conversation with a rational human being you're like, oh, wait, we pretty much agree on this issue, you know, like, and, and there may be some like policy things we disagree on, mm-hmm. but as far as this is a problem and it needs solved, like that stuff is almost universal. Yeah. And it doesn't all, it doesn't help when some groups also shoot themselves in the foot. Like sure. again, from the six, we're taking the defund the police statement. Yeah. It's like, oh, you just want to take all the money away from costs? Like, oh, well, that's not what it actually means. It's like, right. well, then why use that terminology? You're not doing anyone any yep. benefits. It was an unfortunate name. <laughs> yeah. Like, and nobody gave it a chance. No one gave it a chance because the branding. And you see yep. people do these things, especially on social media. You see people misrepresenting. Or you see people, like, posting out of their own ignorance or misunderstanding or not understanding. Or someone who's already been misled and thinks... Like, oh, they're they're coming for our houses. They're gonna burn all of our houses down. It's like it's like Tommy, they're not coming to the middle of the woods to try yeah. to get radical yeah. uh change for equality. They're not burning down your farmhouse. Like these again, red herring, something to distract us, something to take us away from the actual point. It's like the riots have happened. Peaceful protests have happened. They're two different things in my book. And they don't cancel each other out. Yeah. You know? Like, if the peaceful protests lead to something positive, it doesn't mean that now all the riots are okay. Yeah. And the riots doing something horrible doesn't mean that the people trying to do the peaceful protests, it doesn't mean that their ideas are now not valid. Yeah. But it's all about lumping. It's like, oh, someone yes. in your camp did this? Yes. That means your camp does that. Yeah. It's like, no, that's one person. It's like on a football team and, and someone like throws an interception. It's like, oh, you just want the other team to win? All of you? You're just trying to make sure that they win? It's like, no, it was a mistake by one person. Right, right. Does the term woke, what does that mean to you? Are you afraid of that term? Tell me about your, your interpretation of that word. I think it's, I'm not sure where I sit with the, with the term woke now. Yeah. But 2016, I thought woke and woke people were some of the funniest things you could come across. <laughs> like on the internet like yeah and i I've, I've grown from that i think and my my politics are ever changing that's you know what really ticks me off like oh i flip-flopped like no he changed his mind yeah like we're not stagnant we don't exist in this in a in this state of homeostasis where nothing sure. will change us we develop right. over time i think you're right yeah. and a lot of a lot of times when i was pulled towards like laughing at woke positions was because on the internet someone finds the ultra woke oh yeah the super woke the and they're now my red my uh straw man exactly they're my Mm -hmm. they're my distraction and they're who i think 
the people on that side are. And you think, like, why would I ever want what they want? Because look at them. They're yep. just, they're at, <laughs> when Donald Trump won the presidential election in 2016 at his inaugura- inauguration speech, inauguration speech, am I saying that word right? Uh, people know what word I'm saying. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. The lady who drops to her knees and screams to the sky, no, was the funniest thing <laughs> I'd ever seen in my life. Like, that he that she was so upset. And one, she's consumed by the fear that sure. the politics played to. She thinks sure. that the devil has now taken the seat in the White House. And two, she looks so woke you know like we should never stand for this change and because she stood out so ridiculously she got memed on the internet everyone made fun of her thought like this is how all the people on the left are and i feel like it's it's a good thing to have progressive conversations on race and sex yeah and we can't. We shouldn't just shove those things aside and assume that yeah. the way things have been are the way they should be. Yes, that's where I'm at on wokeness. Be willing to have conversations. Absolutely, it, but that word just carries so many connotations for people. Yeah. Like, uh, what half the country thinks that's the best thing, and everyone's got to get woke, and then the other half, like, it's a bad word. You know, I did have someone tell me, like, with tears in their eyes, like, I just see you going down a liberal path. I'm like, these words don't scare me. <laughs> like they scare you, yeah. you know, like, uh, and again, we're back to lumping and grouping things together that I just don't think belong together. Like the word woke to me doesn't carry these connotations of it, uh, the way it does for other people. And, uh, you know, those labels, defund the police, wokeness, you know, all the politicized terms and labels, they, like you said, they just distract and mm-hmm. they prevent real conversations from happening because when someone brings it into the conversation, you're each bringing in the baggage that you have and they're probably not the same baggage. <laughs> they're probably not the same definitions for these words. Uh, and it just makes things so complicated to have a constructive conversation when all of that lumping and all of that baggage is happening. That really happened. Yeah. That's, that's so insane. Yeah. How did you not, how did you, all right, this is the difference between me and Chris, everybody, Chris, I'm sure <laughs> it took a very loving and respectful and thought, thoughtful response to this lady who was so upset yeah. And I would have laughed in her face. <laughs> I'd be like, "What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. You're, you're, you're going down the wrong. You're, you, you're gonna be. You're gonna be liberal." I was like, "Sweetheart, oh, I'm already there. You know, <laughs> like from wherever you think you are. I'm not oh, saying yeah. that I'm. I'm not saying I'm left, and I'm not saying I'm liberal. But I'm yeah. clearly more liberal than you. And uh, I probably wouldn't have actually done that in person. But I feel sure. like I would have. Okay." So that's the funny answer, but the the real answer is I probably would have dismissed them immediately. Yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, thanks for looking out, and like move on with my day. Yeah. Well, the reason I didn't was because again we have these definitions, and I knew what the person meant by that. Yeah. And it wasn't what I would have meant by that if I said that. You know, like it's just these words and the politicization, politicization, and definitions and stuff. It's just created such muddy water to try and learn in and develop conversations and opinions and i've had enough it definitely doesn't feel like it's getting any better i don't know how it will ever or if especially with uh with no help at all from QAnon. yeah and stealing children away to do bad things to them and then drink their blood yeah like how is that part of your discussion on who's president how how have you how can these people and I'm really not trying to because I get I get where they're coming from. If you could be tricked into believing that children of America are being kidnapped into sex slavery by the rich elites so that they can kill them when they're done with them and drink their blood for youth, like at a certain point in my expression of what these conspiracies are, there sh- there should be dropping off points because yes. Kidnapping yeah. happened. Yes, sexual abuse happens. Uh, sex slavery still happens. But they're treating it like it's this thing that happens for everyone. Everyone's child's at risk. If you have a kid, you should be upset because your kid could be pulled off the street any second and your blood's going down Bill Gates' throat. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because, like, there is evidence 
uh-huh. like things like this have happened. I mean, I don't think you're going to find any evidence of blood drinking, but you know, there is like suspicious stuff going on. Yeah. There have been people that have been, that have gone to jail for it. And, you yeah. know, um, and then it, I don't know, spins into something else. And, uh, I also tend to believe that <laughs> it's funny. You said QAnon people are stupid. And I'm like, I do tend to believe that QAnon is destructive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I caught myself before I said it, but you know, it's, it's hard to, to watch people that you love and admire and respect. Yeah. Lose, you know, you lose respect. Uh, unfortunately, like yeah. I have, especially, you know, we've talked about our faiths before, but to see people that I, that I, you know, think thought have had a, you know, strong faith get duped. What I see as get duped. Yeah. Um, so hard. And, and it's not just like you believe that this thing is happening and it's bad because you know, all those things are bad and if yeah. it's happening, it's horrible. But the way that people have thrown so much of their lives to these things is just so concerning to me. I wish that they would just get like caught up in a mid-level marketing scheme or something. Like, why aren't you in a pyramid scheme? Like, why are you in this one? It would be less destructive. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. A lot of those people who end up down that path are people who are also are like in like, like the, hey, come to my group so we can sell you the things from the catalog only I have. It's where that lines up. Like, um, you know, conspiracy theories used to be fun. Yeah. Conspiracy theories used to be like something I could enjoy. Um, back when it was Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and, you know, Roanoke. But now it's, you know. Not fun. People drinking baby's blood. Yeah. And even that could have been fun for a second, but... <laughs> I hope too, you know what I mean. Too many people are in on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's fun when it became trendy. Ugh. Like when you know multiple people in your life who like, like if you know one person in your life who believes in Bigfoot. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. If 90% of the people in your life think Bigfoot's real, it's scary. And right now we're at like, okay. we're at like what? 40%. Yeah. No, no, that's that's too, that. that's, yeah, that's too high. That's yeah, that's pretty high. But it's more high. than one person in my life is yep. now buying in on QAnon, and it's bothersome. Like before, you could just dismiss it, like, "Oh, you're an idiot," and then you move on with your day. Like, like I don't interact with you enough that it matters. But now a few more people pop up thinking sure. this thing, and it's like, it's like you need help. You need a dose of reality. And you know what didn't help? What lockdown? Yeah. That's for sure. I saw people go much deeper and much broader through lockdown. Freelance workers, especially because they don't have any work at all. Yeah. Like DJs, photographers, landscapers, construction people, like people who like are not thinking very often. Hmm. That's a poor wording. So I take it back immediately, but, okay. <laughs> uh, but not immediately. Leave it in. Yeah. Yeah. Because people, people get what I'm saying. But like yeah, people so. who are like, usually they have all this energy they're throwing into a craft that now is impossible to perform because yeah. of COVID. And now all they have is time to sit and stew and think. And somehow they found that first little M&M yeah. on the candy trail to the lady's house in the woods. And yeah. they're getting cooked now. And the thing that, that's troubling is that it is, well, by nature, it is unfalsifiable. Yeah. There is nothing I can bring to this conversation that will make you say, Oh, this is wrong because by nature it is, um, there are people making it look wrong (laughs) and it is by nature cryptic. And, uh, if, if something happened wrong, it's cause, Oh, we just didn't read the clues, right? There's another clue, you know? Um, and it's just created this monster that cannot be killed. Uh, so if you're listening and you are one of those people, you're probably not listening anymore. You got ticked and left. But, um, if you have one of those people in your life, that is a question that I, you know, I think is helpful. What would it take for you to stop believing this? What would it take for you to say, maybe this is wrong? Because I don't think a lot of people have gotten that far. <laughs> probably, probably nothing, man. Like, and that is a problem. Like, there's enough nuggets of truth in this. Yes. Right. M- uh, this collage of insanity. Like a lot of the things you're saying exist separately. Yes, right. there's. Corruption surrounding rich people. Sure. That exists. Kidnapping exists. Mm -hmm. Sexual assault exists. You know, people trying to make money exists. And then, like, you toss in a little bit of, you you string it all together, 
and be like, oh, people are being stolen so that they can have sex with them and then drink their yeah. blood because they're rich. And yeah. then it's like, okay, let's get rid of the drinking their blood part. And I can, <laughs> and I'm, and that's maybe, maybe if I saw enough evidence, doubt it, I would be on, like, I'd follow the path, but right up until the, the child sacrifice part. And you know what a lot of that comes from, in my opinion? Fear of the unknown. Uh, sure. There's this uh, Bohemian Grove. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that? Yeah. With uh, the pagan god Moloch, the owl god. Yeah. And the burning an effigy to him. That's just a religion you're unfamiliar with. Sure. That's what it sounds like, really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you didn't know anything about Christianity and then someone tried to sell you on <laughs> a group of people coming together singing songs and eating their god's body and drinking their blood like that's a hard sell when yeah, you aren't yeah. growing up and like immersed in it and especially sure. especially when it's explained poorly like i just did yes you know yeah so like any religion sounds horrific when you just explain it poorly <laughs> and so you, you take clips of that yeah. where clearly they're not killing a person and the effigy is a full-size person it's in an effigy is just a bundle of sticks wrapped in a cloth to look mm-hmm. like and i'm not saying to do this right right i'm not saying well, to steal from uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, if any of those people are listening, I would love to go to Bohemian Grove. Chris would yeah, probably right. want to come with me Sign so we can check up. it out. You know, we're, we're, we're down for the secret society. I'll, I'm happy to join in. <laughs> I'll watch. Unless, of course, you're drinking baby blood, then I'm not going to Yeah, I'm backpedaling in. a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going. But if it's just like, hey, we're all rich and we just dress up like Druids for fun and yeah. we just party for a weekend. Sure. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. That doesn't sound bad at all. But as soon you, as the kid's blood comes in, then I'm yeah, out. I'm big. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. I got to get somebody from the airport. Uh, I'll be back. Hey, I got to go find another baby because that one's going to be dry soon. And then he just don't come back. Uh, if we didn't lose him before. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm just, I'm ready for this to be over, but I feel like it's not going to be over yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, I'm nervous about that. Uh, Biden has won the election, what, 20 days in a row now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He didn't want to be, Trump didn't want to be a loser so bad that he lost for four weeks straight. <laughs> Every single day. Another injunction, another lawsuit thrown out of court. But again, it's unfalsifiable. Because if it looks like the lawsuits are losing, it's because we are being conspirated against again. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help when you have a former birther you familiar with that yeah trump thinking that obama was not born in america like he's a yeah aware of the conspiracies he doesn't put the conspiracies down and a lot of time he joins in on the conspiracies and don't get me wrong not every single thing that trump has done in his four years was absolutely horrific garbage like he's yeah. done positive things absolutely but we got to accept and move on and guess what four years from now Someone else might be in there. And four years from then, yep. someone else might be in there. And God forbid the liberal sliding America makes Joe Biden a two-time president. Well, hey, guess what? There's another opportunity after that. Like, the, the wheel keeps going. That's right. And we ain't breaking the wheel anytime soon. No one's got enough dragons for that. And every time, they will have done some good things and some bad things. Mm-hmm. And we will have to weigh them out. Do you know that Joe Biden's the reason Edward Snowden can't come back to America? Ah, uh, where did I hear that? Uh, was it Joe Rogan? You probably heard it. You might have heard it there. I think so. But yeah, people, people who like people think Joe's. Well, actually, that's this is a great example of how to move things forward because people who voted blue hate Biden. They're ready for Trump to be done so they can critique the president. Like sure. both sides in a unifying fashion are fully ready to critique. Joe Biden. We just got to get Trump out of the picture so we can progressively move on together as a country in unison to make fun of the president again. <laughs> That's the solution. Like when you like when people voting for Joe Biden aren't wearing Biden hats right now. Yeah. Like if they had a bumper sticker on their car for Joe, it's already off. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like he is a response to Trump. It's true. And they don't he doesn't have a fan club. There is people that are better suited than Biden and definitely better suited than trump and i think that once we get past the teams like they treated trump like a god you should never look at your elected officials as a god yeah another sentence that no one should have an issue with not at all not at all oh man to not to interrupt you i, I, I heard that breath come in 
But uh, <laughs> um, Trump, he's he's like, oh, I, I already said it, he's like a god in them. But like uh, the meme that I've seen on on TikTok of like people pretending that they're worshiping, and it's like it's like it's like the the MAGA twenty twenty year who uh, just finished telling a bunch of Mexicans to go back to their country at the gas station on the way to church. It's yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they, everyone's so worried about idolatry and false religions and they've low-key joined one on accident. Yeah. Some people have certainly done that. Yeah. Not all of them. Not all of them. Yeah, that's that's the point I'm trying to make is, you know, it's uh, complicated out there. and Not even most of them. Sure. A lot of people just pulling the lever. A lot of people sure. just pulling the lever. Yes. Which is yes. fine if that's what you believe. Absolutely. But the extremism has become too prevalent because when you hear the squeaky part of the wheel, everyone pays attention. Yep. Well, I'm not nearly as afraid of liberalism as some think I should be. I'm not nearly as afraid of Trumpism as some people think I should be. Yeah. So have we uh, covered everything that you wanted to cover? I think so, man. And if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Respect. We appreciate you popping in. We'd love to have the conversation move forward even still. I don't know if we got any social media set up next. Uh, but if you also like know us in real life, shoot us DMs. Like, yes. We're happy to talk about this. And if you have a problem with anything we said, I'd be happy to address those things. But these just these just natural conversations that should be happening. You shouldn't be afraid to talk about politics. You shouldn't be afraid uh, to have your beliefs challenge i agree you're all right (laughs) it'll be something struck from the record if it's funny we'll leave it in Uh, (laughs) yeah thank you guys for checking us out uh be sure to leave a review a positive one um jake thanks (laughs) jake thank you for listening (laughs) And uh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back.